Good, 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 good. Today, the seasons are a change. <laughs> coming to you live, being recorded live. Why do people say they're coming to you live? They're not. It's not live. You're not hearing this live. I'm recording this in advance of you hearing it, but it is live. When I say it, everything is live in the moment. Let's start over. Hey, everybody. Uh, it has been nasty out rainy in Brooklyn all day. It's been a nice kind of rainy day. And it's, I say I'm reluctant to even say it's a rainy day. Cause guys, I love a rainy day. Who doesn't love a rainy day looking, I'm working from home, looking out my window, working on my computer and the rain is just pouring down outside. That's a good day. That's a beautiful day. Nothing like a torrential downpour, some thunder, some lightning when you have to be inside. Because now you know, hey, I wouldn't want to be outside anyway. It's rainy out there. It's storming out there. Better inside doing work at my boring ass job than out there getting struck by lightning. This is the best decision for me. Even if I even if I had a choice, even if I could go outside, I wouldn't want to right now. That's a good rainy day. That's a fun rainy day. Read a book. Just look out the window here. I want to hear it. If it's a rainy day, I need the 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 whatever rain effect. I want to hear the rain coming down. I want to hear the it's a it's an immersive experience, a real rainy day. There's a smell to a rainy day. It smells like rain. You've got all the senses going. You've got the visual out the window of heavy rain. You've got the sound of heavy rain. You can stick your hand outside and feel it. You can smell it. What are the there's that's all the senses. (laughs) That's all four of the senses. And they're all being stimulated on a great rainy day. Today was not a great rainy day. It was a dreary, gross, disgusting day that signals the seasons are changing. I don't agree with seasons. I know there's four of them. I feel like I've pitched multiple new versions of seasons in New York. There are three seasons, three seasons. You've got AC season, which is wrapping up. It's over. What am I saying? AC season is over. Everyone has these little window AC units. If you're one of the the lucky, the chosen few that God has smiled upon with central air, bless you. You know what? Don't bless you. You've been blessed enough in your life. Good luck growing up rich and not working for a damn thing. You're going to be hollow and empty inside. And I hope money brings you comfort because you're never going to know the comfort of a hard day's work and coming home to a shitty little boxed AC in a window and sweating for the first half hour until it really, really gets going. And I pity you for that. (laughs) But an AC, AC season, man, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. AC season. It's hot outside. It's hot. It's going to be hot in your room unless you turn the AC on. And then now you got to listen to this AC. I feel like I'm losing my, I'm probably losing my, my hearing, you know, 
Every time I talk to my dad, he says, what? And I can feel myself becoming that guy. Anytime someone asks me a question, I never hear it on the first time. And it and and my hearing's probably going too much, too many headphones, too much stuff. But then I'm, you know, I'll be watching something on TV and I'll be like, I can't understand a word these guys are saying. And it's like, oh, yeah, because I have this low hum from the AC that sounds like like a tank rolling into town just constantly in the air. <laughs> AC is on constantly and it sounds like a plane going down all the time. All the time, the AC is just in the background making a weird rumbling noise like I live underground and can hear like the treads of tires and trains. It's like I like I live below the train tracks and I hear the train coming overhead constantly. It is it's a nuisance. You are constantly hearing the AC. But if you turn it off, you sweat to death. You got to have it on to keep the heat at bay. And I don't think you're ever cold during AC weather. I want to be cold. I like being cold, hot on the outside, outside the house, cold on the inside. That's the dream. That's the goal. You can't fix hot on the inside of the house. You can turn the AC on, but cold inside the house, you can put on layers. You can, you can bundle up and that's fun. It's fun to put on. It's not fun to put on the AC. It's not fun to be like, oh, man, I'm so hot. Well, boy, now we get to sit in front of the that sucks. That's not fun. But when it's cold, you're like, oh, man, I get to wear my fun. I get to wear those socks that I wear once a year. When it's cold out and I have my cute indoor cold weather outfit, I get to wear one of these many sweatshirts I've owned with with team logos on them. It's Jersey weather. I get to wear my Jets jerseys inside. You know, looking out at how cold it is. That's what so AC AC weather. That's the first one. AC weather. It's over. It's done. I've been clinging to it because I like to be cold. I like to be cold at night when I sleep. So, yeah, the AC has been on and off a little bit now. But now it, it's definitely this dreary day <laughs> has signified the firm end of AC weather. Now we're in window open season where you don't need the AC. You can crack open a window and it's cool. It's window open season where you don't have to. It's a sweet spot. You don't have to. You're not too cold. You're not too hot. You can just crack a window, pop a door open and you're okay. And then we're going to go immediately into heater weather, which is when the heaters come on. And that's a whole nother. It's like an AC. It's a little it's it's sometimes it's quieter than an AC, but it's a different it's a different kind of thing usually it'll smell bad when they first come on and some of them make a lot of noise some of them don't i one time i i lived in an apartment with just a hot pipe in the middle of the room and <laughs> it was just a pipe there was a pipe that went through the ceiling into the floor in the corner of the room and it was just there it was supposed to be there that was how the room got warm and there was no handle on the pipe i couldn't turn it on i couldn't turn it off it was just it was just a hot pipe. It was, if it was hot, it was hot. If it was not, it was not. And there was nothing I could do about the pipe. Now I'm in a place with these little like heating vents around the floor. And that's going to be a whole thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. This is my first. This is my first heater weather in this apartment. And I'm curious to see how it's going to go. It's a long way of saying it's been a dreary day. Not a good rainy day, just a gross day. The kind of day where you don't even want you don't want to go outside. But you're like, maybe I should go outside. I could go outside. It's presenting the option like you can come out here, but it's not going to be fun. And 
Who wants that? Who wants that? I want the days where you want to go outside and be in it. I don't know. I'm exhausted. Happy Columbus Day, everybody. We did it. We made it to another glorious Columbus Day. Now you're listening to this the day after Columbus Day, but I'm recording on Columbus Day. And since I didn't talk to you before on Monday, happy Columbus Day. When was the last time anyone said happy Columbus Day to you? Never, probably, because unless you're in like kindergarten, I, I don't I have never once thought about Columbus Day as a grown up, except to hear how terrible Christopher Columbus was. This dude was a monster. <laughs> Apparently. All I said, just social media f- covered with anti Columbus Day rhetoric. Everyone's like, yeah, when you celebrate Columbus Day, what you're actually celebrating is the desecration of America and this asshole who came in and enslaved a bunch of people. And he didn't even, wasn't even the first person to discover America. And I don't know all these problems with him. Like (laughs) people are posting this, like anyone celebrates I haven't met a single person who celebrates Columbus day. It's not a holiday. It's not a holiday. It's a it's on the calendar for some reason. I don't know why it's on the calendar. It's not a it's I don't get off of work. That's how you know if something's a holiday. Do I have to go into work? No. Okay. well, then I guess it's not a holiday. All right. Sorry, Arbor Day, but I have to go in. What is another uh, George Washington's birthday? Well, apparently the nation doesn't give a fuck about George Washington or his birthday because I have to work. If we really cared about George Washington, we would have off for his birthday. If we had all, if, if Columbus day was a day, if we all stayed home from work, I'm not trying to defend Columbus. Okay. Obviously it was, it was, he was not the best guy and maybe he's not the hero that we should all be idolizing, you know, but he's, I think there's a lot of myth building in America. We started the, when the country was founded, it was a new country and we needed heroes. And so we picked guys like George Washington and Christopher Columbus just and we put them on a pedestal, man. And sure, they weren't all the best. George Washington owned slaves. OK, he was not a saint, but he was the first president. And that's why people are excited about him. You know, people are excited about Christopher Columbus because he is the first white man to discover America, I guess. Even but Eric the Red, I think, was the first person there. He's a Viking. That's but he's like a Vikings or savages or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the logic is here. Let's go Eric the Red. Let's get an Eric the Red day out there. Let's I get I get people being upset about Christopher Columbus being being celebrated, but it would make more sense if we were off work. If they said, hey, guys, don't come into work today. Stay home and celebrate Christopher Columbus with your family. Then I'd be like, wait, why are we doing this? But there's no there's nothing special about Christopher Columbus. I haven't I don't there's not a parade. There's no there's no TV specials. I haven't even seen a Christopher Columbus podcast on my service. This is not maybe I could talk about it will be this will be the Columbus Day pot, but I don't even want to. I don't want to celebrate this thing. It's just I'm just saying nobody's celebrating it now. I was Googling up Christopher Columbus Day. Why do we celebrate it for many? Uh, it said online in in the Americans in 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Why do I say that? 
because kinder in kindergarten they're just like well 1492 that's a thing you know how you're like <laughs> i was an adult you're like it's not a holiday if i have to work little kids you we just pick dumb shit for little kids to know we don't there's no reason for kids to know that columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 yet kids know it why 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 is that the fact that we ask them to to remember i don't know when the country was is that the founding of the country when was like when was the declaration of independence i don't know what year that was but that's that's something kids Kids could be teaching. We could be learning. We could be learning all kinds of other. Why 1492? Why is that the one date that I know about? (sighs) For many, the holiday is a way of both honoring Columbus's achievements and celebrating Italian American heritage. What did you know? Is Columbus Italian? I had no idea. Nope. I've never heard. I know Italian people. I haven't seen one of them get excited about Christopher Columbus Day. I had no idea it was an Italian thing. They just eat. Everyone's eating pizza outside. It's like just eating all the fishes. What's the the feast of the fishes on Christmas? They're just doing the fit. They're doing like an extra fish today for Christopher Columbus. I don't think there's any Italian pride around Christopher Columbus. I don't know. I I'm going to have to ask somebody. Was there an episode of the Sopranos about how great Christopher Columbus was. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I probably should. I'm just, he's not a, he's nobody's hero already. All right. Except for little kids for like two years and then you outgrow it and you realize, you know, we have to go to school on Christopher Columbus day. So how exciting, how great could this guy be? He can't be that great if we have to go to school. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers on winning. (laughs) The NBA championship. God, I'm trying to be happy for you, but I can't. I hate it. I can. I'm trying. I'm trying. Guys, at the beginning, I'm I'm a Heat fan. I'm a Miami Heat fan, and I like the Lakers because I, I like LeBron. I don't like the Lakers. I like LeBron James. He's the best basketball player I've seen in my lifetime. That's pretty easy to say. I don't know much about Michael Jordan. I don't think I was really paying attention to basketball at all when Michael Jordan was was balling out of control. I remember him at Washington where he was just kind of limping around. I mean, apparently he was good in Washington too. It was exciting, but it was like, kind of like sad, like watching, I don't know, like watching your dad trip, you know, like fall down and have to like get up and like wipe himself. It's like a humbling, a humanizing moment for Michael Jordan, his time on the Washington wizards. LeBron James, best basketball player I've seen in my life. He went to Miami and honestly, that's what ignited my Miami passion because I watched him in Cleveland and he got to the finals and he was so good, but he but he was sad and he left and he wanted to be friends with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. So he goes to Miami and then, uh, you know, he left Miami, but my heart never did. And so since then, I've kind of been really invested in Miami Heat <clears throat> and they got to the finals and in a matchup that I never thought I'd be able to see because I don't I didn't think that he were that he were that good. But the game, the series, did you ever watch the series? That's all I've been doing is watching basketball. The Heat get destroyed in the first game. And I'm like, okay, I get it. LeBron's the best ever. I'm just going to be happy for LeBron. I really want the Heat to win, but I'm just going to be happy for LeBron. And then they win again. And it's like, okay, we get it. LeBron, I'm trying to be happy for you. And then the Heat win. And I'm like, what? They could be winning? The Heat could win, and now I'm back in it. Now I'm like, oh man, I hate LeBron. <laughs> Come on, Heat. And then they lose again, and it's like, oh, what is happening? 
down 3-1. Nobody comes back from 3-1. And then Jimmy Butler goes off and it's like, whoa, Miami Heat. They kept suckering me in. I kept giving up and then like rejoining again, being like, I, I want this. I need this. And then last night they they get their butts handed to him. And I couldn't be I couldn't be happy for LeBron. I was out of it. I wanted it again. I wanted it. I wish it had been a close game, but it wasn't. Congrats, LeBron James. You did it. <laughs> you did it, dude. He gave this speech at the end when he won his championship. Where uh uh Rachel Nichols is interviewing him after the game and she says, you know, what was it like being in the bubble and all the things you guys were fighting for? And he lists all these things, but he uh <laughs> he lists like, you know, police brutality, all these things, but he but he forgets the word against in his statement. So he says, you know, we've been fighting for police brutality. We've been fighting for voter suppression. <laughs> and he goes and he lists all these things they've been fighting for. And then at the end, Rachel Nichols is like, okay, LeBron, thank you very much for list for the, all those things you've been fighting against. And it's like, Oh good. I thought I was the only one who was, <laughs> it's a LeBron was sounding like a Trump rally for a second. I was getting a little, getting a little nervous. LeBron. I was wondering why you didn't have a slogan on the back of your shirt. And now I know it's because LeBron James is a white supremacist. I had no idea all this time. All this time, he's been Trump's biggest fan. That's not true. That's a lie. We. um, Oh, my gosh. Throat clearing day. I have to watch the NFL again, and I can't because everyone has COVID. Every single NFL player has COVID. They're canceling games. I don't know. Well, I'm worried about them. They're not in a bubble. My Florida Gators lost last week and the coach was like, well, you know, they had more fans at the game than we were expecting. I want the swamp or the football stadium to be full. They'll be full next week. And it's like, yeah, maybe that's not the best thing to do. Maybe it's okay. I don't know. I'm not the COVID expert. Maybe if everyone's outside and wearing masks, it's cool. But when you're in a football stadium, you're like on top of each other. You're bumping into each other when you're young and hot. It's cool and it's fun. And that's what makes it awesome. But in the middle of a pandemic, maybe it's a bummer. I would be so sad if I was in college right now. Like the only reason to go to college is to watch football games. And if you can't do that, like why go? There's no point. Go to trade school. You'll be happier. Own your own business. That'd be great. That's a good learn a real skill. Learn something. Stay at home and get TikTok famous. Do anything else. There's no point in going to college. Unless you can watch football and, you know, just chill for four years. Learn who you are. Uh, You know, do that. College is good, I guess. It's I had fun. I had fun in college, but it would have been way worse without football. It's the most important thing. <clears throat> oh my god! I have to go to the grocery store. I was supposed to go to the grocery store today, but I, you know, because I have to walk because I'm in New York, so I walked to the grocery store, and it's just a dreary. It's a gross day out, so I didn't walk to the grocery store. I ordered takeout again. It's bad. I'm trying to stop. I'm going to delete Grubhub today. It's gone. It's deleted. It's done. I got Indian food. Why is it that every time I eat Indian food, there's like a seed <laughs> in it? There's never. I always get like a, a cur. I love Indian food. It's so good. It's one of my favorite foods. But every time I get, I always have a bite with like a weird, a nut or a seed or some kind of a husk in it that is unnecessary. An unnecessary spice ends up in my butt. And it's the kind of thing that like they put it in there at one point to add flavor, like imbue its flavor. And then at some point it should have been taken out and just wasn't, it was, it's just in there. It's just a, just a random lump of something, which doesn't flow with my eating style because I'm a big mix it all together person. 
So if I get a curry, I get some rice. It's all going in the same place as my old man always says, dumping it all together. And now I've got a, a weird seed thing in the back of my throat and it's and it's soiling the rest of my food is what I'm trying to say. There's one thing just throwing it off like, uh, you know, I don't like tomatoes like a tomato on a on a on a sandwich. All of a sudden it's like, oh, why do I? I don't need this. I don't need this extra thing. Maybe they're trying too hard. Maybe they're just putting too much into it. There's so many like in Brooklyn. It's like all this hipstery shit like hipster places try too hard. And, you know, it's a hipster place when there's like one extra thing on each food item. Like you order an omelet and it comes with like whatever, all the normal omelet stuff. And they're just like, oh, yeah, also like anchovies are on here. And you're like, but I don't. Why? Why is this the omelet? So they only serve one. You don't get to choose. You don't get to choose what you want in your omelet. They they're like, we have one omelet here and here's all the things and also anchovies. And you have to ask, like, can I just not can I just have like eggs without anchovies? And they're just like, that's not how our our chef won't <laughs> won't do that. This is his he he crafted this this menu together. So we need can you, you can pick them out later, but you can't we can't ask the chef. Will hurt the chef's chef's feelings. He's kind of like a pampered, a pampered baby who grew up in central air and he can't he can't handle the criticism of people not wanting anchovies on their eggs. So sorry, you're out of luck. I'm going to get into sauces. I'm going to start making sauces. I just bought these little like containers at the dollar store, like little sauce jars. They're not jars, little squeeze bottles. I'm going to start making sauces. I made shrimp the other day. I made some weird shrimp like bang bang sauce like from. Spicy shrimp sauce, and it was okay. And then I made honey mustard the other day for some chicken, and pretty much it's just you just start with mayonnaise, and then you add stuff, and it's <laughs> it's fine. Every sauce is mayonnaise based, I guess. That's I don't know what you can possibly make you know, other things with a sauce, but it's all it's all mayonnaise, and then you go from there. Probably some honey or sugar or cinnamon or ketchup. You, well, it's mayonnaise first, and then you have to decide if you're going to add ketchup or mustard. And then sriracha's in there somewhere. And then you kind of you kind of freeform. And yeah, it's it tastes different every time. But, you know, this week's topic is magic. I'm so excited to talk about magic. <laughs> I'm as excited to talk about magic as anything. I loved magic as a kid. I mean, now I'm talking into a microphone and I aspire to be doing this more professionally for a living. Because I need attention and magic. It's another great <laughs> cry for help. It's another great source of attention, right? I wish I could do magic. I was never good at magic. As a kid, I really wanted to be a magician. That was super important to me. And I had a little Aladdin magic set and it was very dumb. It was <laughs> easy things and you had, there were cups with like little balls in them and you could move the cups. And then I had a wand that you can make there was a, a sticker on one side of the wand and you could make the sticker disappear in the wand just by you twist it and it's like these are these are tricks for kids which they obviously were i was very young <laughs> at the time but i've always tried to get into magic i always wanted to get like learn how to do magic but i wanted the kind of magic where it's like oh I, oh you have a deck of cards cool let me just pick it up and go but i can't there's I couldn't find anything. I looked through so many magic books as a kid because we couldn't just Google. Not that I'm just sound like an old man, but I didn't have like a smartphone. I could just Google stuff on when I was little. I had to go to the library and I was looking through all these magic books and they were all old and ancient. And it's all like, cool, if you want to do this magic box, if you want to. OK, this is like beginning magic book 101. OK, so for this trick, you're going to need a, a full sized coffin and then uh, a table saw. And what you're actually going to do is and I'm like, I'm eight. I can't. I can't do this. I just want something to impress 
a friend with. I know like two card tricks. And I had to scour the Internet for these card tricks, man. I had to go through everything because every book, every book, they're like, cool. So, yeah, you want to do a trick with matches. That's fun. All you need is a matchbox and time because you have to drill out the bottom of the matchbox. You have to use a permanent marker to, like, draw a letter on the inside of that. And then you you do this. Th- I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. There's too much work, too much work to do a magic trick. There were so many where it's like, you know, hey, do you guys want to see a card trick? Cool. Can everyone just leave the room for a second while I set up these cards and arrange them in the way I need them to be arranged? It was either those kinds of tricks or like math tricks where like, okay, cool. I put one card here. I put two cards here. I put three cards here. And just by the odds of mathematics, you just get somebody to pick the card you want. I don't I don't know. I was I don't claim to be an expert. I tried just the amount of prep. The amount of prep work was very unsatisfying. Now there's people on, on, you know, online just giving all these tricks away. They don't care. They're all debunking stuff. Nothing sacred to these guys. There used to be a code, a magician's code, where you only print the really boring, dumb books. The only dumb tricks in the, in the boring books in the adult section of the library to, to scare off all the aspiring young magicians. I don't know. I feel like you could have done like an apprenticeship or something. What happened to that? Does anybody do apprentice? Is that just what an internship is now? You're just unpaid and you're just living with some old man who you hope can teach you magic. You work as his assistant for a while, picking out the hot girl who's obviously a plant from the audience, bring her on stage. He cuts her in half and then it's like done. Yeah. Yeah. Someday, someday maybe I'll learn magic. That's the dream. I would love to learn I would love to learn magic. I would love to. It's just, it's always eluded me. Magic. It's always been a little too far away. It's a little too complicated. But now everyone can learn magic. You have the chance to learn magic. And you know what? If I could do magic, I know exactly what tricks I would use. What I wish I could do with magic. Let's go right into Tim Keck's top five. This week's Tim Keck's top five magic tricks. These are my top five magic tricks. And since I don't know how to do magic, these are all the tricks I would want to do if I could do magic tricks or maybe just some. These are just some of my favorite tricks. Number five, stunts. What's up with stunts? It's not even magic, but everyone says it's magic. David Blaine. This guy's a magician. He's a real magician. He's like the last great magician. Is he? I don't know. But all these guys are doing stunts. It's crazy. David Blaine just freezes himself in a block of ice. That's cool. Or he just starves himself underground and he's buried alive for a while. I don't know. He just does all these stunts. I was just thinking about him because he just did this whole YouTube show where he tied himself to some balloons and he floated up into the sky and parachuted. I don't really know what the trick <laughs> was. The tricky thing with all these like David Blaine things is he, it's like, cool. So like, when is the trick? Where's the magic going to come in? And he's just like, no, there's no, there's no magic. I just wanted to hold these balloons, get lifted into the air 7,000 feet and then parachute down. There's no magic. And it's like, well, why am I watching this Blaine? Why do I care about this? He's doing these things where he's got like an ice pick. And then he just has someone in the audience just push an ice pick through his arm. And it's like, cool. So where's this is magic, right? This is obviously there's some fake. There's some way that you are doing this that isn't 
actually pushing. And he says, no, 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 this is an ice pick. This is my arm. I am actually pushing an ice pick through my, <laughs> through my arm. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess this is, this is more freaks shit, you know? Coney, I've never been to the freak show in Coney Island, but it's always sounded magical. There's like this weird magical element to free freaky people. I don't know. Is that the term? I don't want to be offending anybody. The bearded lady, the the super tall guy, the super short person, the I don't know, weird bug lady. I don't know. I don't know what are what what would qualify you to work in a in a circus type thing where you're just kind of like an odd, you're an odd looking person, and then you learn odd stuff. Like, I don't think it's not enough for you to just be a bearded lady. You have to be a bearded lady who juggles fire or something like that, too. So then you start doing magic and then maybe that's where I associate it with. But I don't know. I feel like there's always like a like a lizard man who's like trying to push like fish hooks through his eyelids or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Stunts. Number five stunts. Man, there's so many crazy ones. They all seem neat. They all seem fun. But when it comes to stunts, there's one thing that we have to have. And I don't even know if this is a stunts, but a lot of these are going to blur together, guys. Number four, Tim Keck's top five magic tricks disappearing and reappearing somewhere else. That's the dream, man. That's the coolest thing. That's the peak of magic. That's as good as it gets at number number four on my list. (sighs) There's like the stunt stunts like David Blaine does. Ice pick through the arm, uh, encased in ice, and you're like expecting the trick part, and there's no trick. It's just is what it is. But the disappearing and reappearing somewhere else, that's like the same setup as these real stunts, but then there's a magical element. Okay, cool. I'm trapped in this in this ice block, but then uh, somebody shatters the ice block or the ice block falls over. It shatters into a million pieces, and then I'm up in the balcony. That's magic. That is real magic. You disappear, and then you reappear. It's the prestige, baby, like that one movie with Hugh Jackman in it. Great stuff. I guess it's a similar, but David Blaine also did a trick where he used to, he's been doing a trick where he swallows a frog and he just coughs up, but he does like a haw, he does like a push where they like force you. That's the one thing I know about magic is that a lot of the times when you, you, they like, it's like pick a number and then the number is inside something. They do all kinds of tricks to get you to pick that number. Like you're like, wow, cool. I'm the first person to ever think of this. And, but then they, they force you to pick that number. So he did, he did this trick where he like forces somebody to, to pick, to wish for a frog. And then he has them hold out their hand and he spits a frog out of his mouth into their hand. And you're like, what? How did he know it was going to be a frog? Also, where'd this frog come from? But he's actually just been practicing chugging large and insane amounts of water and keeping frogs in his stomach for long periods of time. So that on command, he's able to cough up and regurgitate a frog. Uh, so that's weird. Kind of a stunt. I don't know. <laughs> But disappearing and reappearing somewhere else, that's the real trick. That's the creme de la creme. There's this like, <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this on the show before, but I only saw this magic show where this guy, the show on TV where this guy goes to different places where magicians have died doing their tricks. And then he just does the trick again, but like even better. There was one where this guy was, there was like, he's chained in a box on railroad tracks. The train comes, destroys the box. And then it turns out he's in the back of the train, like waving everybody. And like, that's trick. That's a magic. That's real magic. Magic. He disappears, reappears somewhere else. That's number four on my list. Number three, my favorite magic tricks. Guessing my card, guys. That's like the most impressive thing in the world. Pick a card, any card. That's the most cliched line for a reason. It's a staple of your magic roster. And if you can't find my card, then you are not a magician, sir. No, thanks. 
picking a card's impossible. There's a bunch of amateur ways to do it. That's what makes it cool. Everyone knows the like, oh, you try and like peek at a card. You try and look at something. There's all these kind of hack ways to find a card. But when someone comes up to you and they like pick a card and then you have no idea how they picked a card. Like your card is also sealed in an envelope, like floating above the stage. And then it comes down on a rope and they open up the letter and your cards inside. That's some real shit. That's magic, baby. Number two, uh, cutting someone in half. That's a good trick. That's a great trick. It's a classic as well. I like seeing people get cut in half. I guess I like seeing Dave Blaine get stabbed in the arm. I don't know. I guys, I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, all these things where they like pretend to mutilate themselves or get in horrible pain is terrifying. What do they do with audience members? Are there real audience members for all these or are they all audience plants? They can't all be audience plants. There's going to be real people in some of these. If someone, if you're in a real person, you get picked up on stage and they're just like, yeah, just fold up your legs in the box. What do you do? Are you going to fold up your legs? You're going to be like, nah, fuck that. And just keep your knees straight. Or do they not give you a chance? Or what if you talk about it afterwards and you, and you squirm and give everything away? I don't know. There's so many variables in magic guys. This is a fascinating hole to be diving down. Number one on my top five magic tricks, close up street magic. Okay. I can't be more specific than that. It's that easy guys. The only real magic is on the street with the people, right? It's like doing stand up in the clubs. You got to be where the people are on the street. Close up magic. That's the shit. I want to be watching your hands. I want to see all these like slights and stuff. I want you to trick me right in front of my face. That's what magic is now, guys. Hand to hand in front of the people doing that thing. It's the podcasting of magic. I don't want to see you in a theater. I want to see you where I am on the streets where the people are. And that's why close-up street magic, number one, on Tim Keck's top five magic tricks. Number five, stunts. Number four, disappearing and reappearing somewhere else. Number three, guessing my card. Number two, cutting someone in half. And number one, close-up street magic. Guys, thank you very much for listening to the show. Next week's topic, uh, the beach. Can we do that? Let's talk about the beach next week. Uh, Email the show. Call the show. Let me know. And the king stays king. Bye. Bye.